Welcome to the NVG Podcast. We have been gone for a really long time. But it's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all David's fault. It probably is all my fault. He's got like family and stuff and, mm-hmm. and doing moving, adult stuff and, and uh, whatever. Adulting. Whatever. And I'm taking vacations. And <laughs> but if you're, this is your first time listening, um, ignore all that part. And I am Dave and this is Will. And or the or enjoy podcast. that part. And yes, we are the MBG podcast. Enjoy that part and know that we are human beings and we live. Or we could just be podcast androids. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Wave of the future. Indeed. And we're the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, do you know, how much do you know about um, sewer systems? Golly. <laughs> how <laughs> rough was that? <laughs> I know that they're in every JRPG. And they're <laughs> used as a spoiled stupid, it. stupid dungeon. Oh my gosh, you just spoiled it. <laughs> also, they smell like poop. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, also, public service announcement. If you use those like those wipes or whatever, <laughs> you're only supposed to technically use one because even though they say they're flushable, they actually aren't and they create these things mm. called like a like a um, pretty much like a, a like a a blockage of just like it turns into goo, I guess, and like turn it, it clogs up sewer systems. Yeah, you don't that. you don't want to get your pipes all backed up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I'm just... Don't, you can always just get a bidet. Day. You could. <laughs> you could. I've, I've thought about that. <laughs> um, seems, seems like it'd be... Seems like it'd be kind of nice. <laughs> what a crappy way to start our podcast. Aha! Uh-huh, you said puns. crappy. <laughs> I don't really like puns very much, but... I do. They're the best. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They're awesome. So... So when do you think the first uh, sewer system was built? Um, I think it was built around the time of I believe there's a there's a big event in English history. Uh, I think it's like the London Stink or something like that. <laughs> I think it was before that. Oh, I, I was okay. I was actually I, expecting you to like the the actually say it because I I always expect you to know it. So th- oh, no, this I was just, actually like I listened to a podcast about like the that stink and they they created new ways of like. Um, I guess making the the stuff go places, mm-hmm. but then it went to the river and there's a whole bunch yeah, of yeah, it was all bad. <laughs> so when were they first created? So surprisingly, it was uh, it was between 800 and 735 BC in ancient Rome. Was it because of, or was it through the use of like the aqueducts, or was it mm-hmm. just yeah? That's that's kind of where the aqueducts came from. Oh, um, so they had a they had a complex uh, system of sewers covered by stones, much like like modern sewers and uh, wastewater flushed from the latrines f- as they flowed through a central channel into the main sewage system. The lavatories. Yeah. And thence into a nearby river or stream, which kind of looks like what you're talking about. I'm sure that did happen. You know, like the, the, the poor folk who were still going down to the stream, they were getting sick while the people in the city right. were like, man, I don't, my, my poo or my house doesn't stink. Like, crap anymore my poo my house <laughs> doesn't stink like crap <laughs> well they used to actually uh so man this is really kind of a gross start to the podcast but you know essentially what it is is at, at the top like if you're thinking about a sewer system going down like a mountain or a hill or whatever mm-hmm. at the top you know you dig your well and that's where you get your clean water and then a lower level of that 
you essentially all that unused drinking water goes down to the sewer system and washes everything out to and i don't remember what the the, the place is called okay. um but they used to actually like they used to actually take all this feces that like went excrement excrement and everything and they actually like right away used it for manure but people were getting sick from that because actually so in modern days you're supposed to actually let this manure sit for a while so that all the bacteria can die or stuff like that okay like yeah. it run its course yeah so they actually made these sewer systems but they didn't even <laughs> they didn't really like improve sanitation at all but this is a crappy s- beginning <laughs> um <laughs> that's too much punning yeah <laughs> so it isn't really so, so now we're kind of starting from the bottom <laughs> and then only go up from here. <laughs> well, then, I also, so they would still have people, like, they would just dump, like, they would still have people that didn't have toilets, and they still dump their feces, like, in the streets, like, out a window into the in the streets. But then they actually didn't have any street cleaning at all in this housing system. So, pretty much, the only one that's really benefiting from all this is, like, the kings and, and like, the royals and the high society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... What is the point of telling me about sewers? Well, I actually was just going to talk about sewer systems because they are, in fact, a JRPG trope. Uh, and that's, but you pretty much just said it right from the get go. Oh. So. It's funny, I'm reading the notes here and I didn't see that in there, but I was like, oh. That's like the first thing I think about when I think about sewer. Either that or oh, it. <laughs> it's yeah. the first thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think, well, they stink. And then also, yeah, every time there's always like. Like a sewer dungeon in an RPG. I always so think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think about them often. <laughs> I think I, more I about them when Transformers. But I've never been in a sewer. And, you know, part of me thinks like, is that really what a sewer inside a sewer looks like? I don't think it There's is. There's probably crocodiles down there. Probably. And alligators and whatnot. Yeah. That people flush down. And who's it? Yeah. <laughs> and like mutant goldfish because, you know. Three-eyed mutant goldfish? Yes. Mm-hmm. That can bite your head off. Created by Homer Simpson? I don't know. I don't watch The Simpsons enough to know that. Oh, gosh, I, yeah. oh really? No. I haven't watched The Simpsons in like 20 years. Probably even longer. I, aren't they on like season 30 or something? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I actually start, stopped watching South Park too, but that's just because I don't have as much time anymore. But you would. I would. I plan on watching it again. I okay. like South Park. South Park. South yeah, Park they're currently, yeah, they're currently like uh, in like the process of like negotiating rights with one of these streaming services. So oh right, I saw bought, that. Like yeah, five hundred million dollars or something. Yeah, apparently, Ooh. apparently Netflix dropped out of the race. Um, Apple said no, I'm good because it would interfere with their their Hong Kong money. Um, and <laughs> so Disney so, Plus, it is. So it, th- <laughs> dude, wouldn't that be crazy? But it even would Disney probably happen. wouldn't. I was gonna say even Disney wouldn't do it. I don't think because of the rating and yeah. because they're also heavily entrenched in the Chinese market too. Yeah. Because a lot of their money for their movies comes out of there. And that's then, a good point. Yeah. And then so the only viable, hmm. uh, two viable buys are Amazon or Hulu, I believe. Or YouTube TV. Or YouTube TV. If YouTube TV bought them, like I feel like that would actually make them a like a, a real player in the streaming <laughs> game because at this point i don't yeah. i feel like it's kind of a joke what, wasn't like the moral combat thing part of the youtube tv 
Didn't they have like a? They had a Mortal Kombat series, but I think that was just on Machinima. I think that was on the, one of their hmm. one of their thing. I really don't know. Yeah. So we're not talking about JPGs anymore, um, but we should be. <laughs> so I, let's uh, let's get to this list that you got. Let's get back into it. I I actually just what is a trope and why? Oh gosh, why are we discussing? I need to look it? up a trope. I mean, I don't really know what a trope. Okay, I'll look it up. Well, a trope is a commonly used device um, that can it's easily recognizable, and it's used to uh, to illustrate something in a way that the viewer. Uh, has a reference point for, so, um, uh, let's just say, let's say in like in romantic comedies, a trope for a romantic comedy is the swell of emotional music, whenever you know that two people are attracted <laughs> to each other, but it instantly you know, oh, this is about them being attracted to each other. So the commonly what they'll end up doing is they'll either play that and they'll play into it. Or they'll play that, and then you'll hear maybe a record scratch, and, you, and then somebody trips or something like that. But it's <laughs> yeah. to show, it's to interrupt a otherwise passionate moment or whatever, little things like that. But tropes are used, like I said, as something that's recognizable that you can either lean into, or you can, um, you can you can subvert. But otherwise, the trope itself has already been established. I know there's a lot of tropes in movies and TV shows that still like. They're actually people who do research to find where they originated from. That's right. like how so how dominant they are in the in these industries. Uh, whether it be like the certain kinds of jump scares, um, certain kinds of uh, plot devices that kind of used way too often. You know, it was all a dream. <laughs> well, this is this is actually one of the reasons that I decided to do this after Final Fantasy V, is because Final Fantasy V is actually where a lot of JRPG tropes started. Well, I, technically, five, four, five, and six. Popularized, maybe. Yeah, mm. I, c- I can see that. Yeah. Also, when we get into talking about six, which I am about halfway, a little over halfway through. Um, I think that was my computer. It might have been mine. I don't know. But um. But yeah, I'm a little over halfway through that, and once we get talking about that, we'll probably lean. Um, I'll probably talk a little bit more about some of the tropes that I experienced in that game, but otherwise. So far, so good. But are they even tropes in that game since it's kind of where it started? Yeah, they would still be considered tropes if they're um, in today's time. Like, if I was talking about it when it first came out, I don't, I wouldn't consider it a trope, no. But now that I'm talking about it. Fresh and original ideas. Yeah. So, is a cliche and a trope different? I was going to read what... I think a cliche is probably something that you... Um, that you passively recognize and a trope is something I think that's actively used. So when, on the internet it says a cliche is a phrase or opinion that is overused or portrays a lack of original thought. It's kind of like, that's nah, different. I could, Yeah, it's different. I mean, I would still probably go with the fact that it's passive because you just hear it and you like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what that I know what they're saying. Or like when some person uses an well, technically now I mean, like I mean trope almost seems like tradition, like a tradition, at, on some level. Yes, overly used tradition or something. But a cliche would be something like um, after the Matrix movie comes out, giving somebody the choice of two things, but presenting it to them as like an ultimatum. You always think red pill, blue pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. So yeah. those kinds of things are a little bit cliche. Um, or 
or like I just said a, a couple seconds ago, technically a cliche could be after you, when you get to the end of a movie and then you find out that it was all a dream. And you, uh, I guess that would be more of a trope, but yeah. Uh, just because it's something that's built up to, I guess. So it's like, it's something that the story is wrapped around. That'll be fun trying to determine which is which throughout this podcast. Um, it would seem though you've done a lot more. I've done a lot of tropes, but I ended it with a a lot of just randos. So I, I just pulled a, I actually watched the, um, Amnesia is a cliche. What is? Amnesia is a cliche. I think it is. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> so I watched the Watch Mojo uh, video, and this was the ten top ten I, I that they had for tropes. And coming in at number ten, they had Magic Technology. Hey, Final Fantasy Six. <laughs> yeah, Magic Tech. Was... Literally Magic Tech. Yeah, well, they I didn't even disguise the name. I think that's actually. I think Final Fantasy Six is probably where it came from. Then. I mean, if you think about like steampunk and stuff like that. That was part of that. Uh, oh, that's true. Um, that's true. Fair enough. I mean, steampunk is technically just steam technology, but I feel like it bred a lot of things. Like if you look at like magic cards and stuff mm. like that, there's a lot of, it's like steampunk themed, but then you can tell, or then they use magic as in conjunction with these things. Also, I think there's just the idea that uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you think about like science and, and magic and you're always trying to separate the two and somebody probably was like, why not both? Like that one, <laughs> that one, um, that, that, uh, taco commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that gift. It's so great. It's adorable. It is. <laughs> uh, you ever think about, um, so like Final Fantasy seven, they have the cell phones, but they don't really like, they don't really have electricity. It's all the Mako Mac- reactors. Mako energy, whatever. Yeah, but they got they got ACDC like converters. I know they do. Do they? Yeah, because yeah. you pick up batteries at one point in that game, and you have to put them in certain places. Are they make Mako batteries? Have you seen? Did you see the ports? They literally look like the regular plugs that we've used. <laughs> they just like stick them on top. So of why them. do they even need Mako energy? Because think you think of Mako... We're going to talk about this in the Final Fantasy Seven episode. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but the, you think of Mako Energy as like a nuclear reactor. It is a form of energy that's distributed, however. Yeah. But no matter what... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, It's just converting life energy into electricity. Fine, you win. I know I do. But it's, it kind of seems like anything that has technology in it and also has magic, you kind of start thinking like, well, what is... What is the actual technology and what is magic and is the technology possible because of the magic? And that's kind of what or, I was thinking about for Chrono Trigger. Or is technology magic? <laughs> well, I mean, like, in, uh, you remember, like, Thor when he's like, oh, this isn't magic. This is just, this is just technology and advanced, or advanced science or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could think of. I mean, there's plenty. There's definitely plenty. Yeah, I mean, if we get into all the Final Fantasies that have used it since 7, 8 has used magic and technology, mm-hmm. 10, not necessarily, airships, I guess, are kind of a blend. Um, well, no, they use, it's kind of a technology thing. I've always thought of... Oh, 10? Yeah, I've always thought of it more of a, as oh, a, sorry, of a technology nine, thing. Oh, sorry, 9 was just airships, I think, sorry. And yeah. then 10 was, yeah, because the Machina technology. Mm-hmm. But they're still kind of, it seems like they're kind of magic driven, but you know, it is what it is because they don't really have like power plants or anything to run these mock and it's just like cannons and stuff. I'd say 10 was closer to more traditional, not as much 
yeah. technology based because those are but so they many were, like but I they, mean, were they were opposed to technology I mean that's kind of the whole thing but anyways um, yeah, let's see 11 I don't remember any technology in that one I think that was pure fantasy um, 12 is definitely magic and yeah. technology but not a blend I think there's separated yeah 13 uh, definitely is I, I was actually uh, 13 is heavy heavy mm-hmm. magic technology 15 uh, 14 is has a magitech in it yeah. 14 is like an homage to every final fantasy ever created so yeah one, one of the bigger ones i was thinking about was uh was xenoblade because it just basically had like had those two warrant have you played xenoblade the original and xenogears xenogears did it xenosaga did it oh yeah absolutely but then xenoblade like well they had the whole the two giants that you the 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 game takes place on. Yeah. There's the one that's made. You know, it's made of nature, and I would imagine some magical energy. And the other one's completely a, a mechanical being. But you know, like it's kind of a where's the where's it blend together type thing. Right. Um. I actually do. I actually really liked the beginning of that one. Whenever I found out that like that story, I thought that was pretty cool. Like the one. We never played that one though. I started it. I just never really got into it. I, I did. I didn't like the single player MMO thing. That's very good. I did start playing Witcher again, and <laughs> oh my goodness, it's <laughs> so good. I told you I played Witcher. It was. I well, the thing is, I'm f- getting further into this expansion, and like I had to take this ghost, and then I had to show him a good time for like his. I don't know for his brother wanted him to to have a good time and I guess he died in a, a weird way or whatever. And so I think Wait, he wanted his brother to have a good time but his brother's dead. Yes. So that again that's that's the whole beauty of it all, right? So then like it gets to a point where it's like, "Oh, I think well we got to find it is illegal." Wait. <laughs> um then then you get to a point where it's like, "Okay, so then how are you how are you going to do that? I'm I'm a ghost. I can't even I can't pick up anything or whatever." And then he's like, "Aha, I'll just possess you." And he's like, "No, no you don't." And then he does anyways and they in the t- What a jerk. It was like a whole but it was like a whole like sequence of like I was like I enjoyed this party and blah 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 and that I romanced this <laughs> chick. And it was That's it was like so corny. I had to chase around pigs and I <laughs> I dived to the bottom of this lake to get this Oh, what a shoe. good time. I loved we played around pigs. Played some cards. Did some dancing. It was like actually really, really good. Like, it seems like so much good writing and so much like good like animation and stuff. Like you know, like the effort that's put into these things. And it's just Sounds for side quests. So corny. Right, so, so not only have we been not done the podcast in a while, me and Will haven't actually talked in a while. Yeah. Because of that, so I almost feel like part of this podcast is just like catching up on stuff we've done. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> So on right. to the next one. All right, so moving on to number nine was uh, a talking animal mascot, and they usually have like the squeaky voices with their catchphrases. And so, um, where do they start? Oh, well, I don't really know where they started. I, I immediately thought of uh, Tales of Exilia. Like, there's this Tipo character. So, that these characters are always usually really annoying, and I didn't really think about it before, but they're always kind of like pervy. Kind of. But I think that's an anime thing. That's, that's an anime true. trope. And then Persona 4 and 5, they both had... Uh, stupid little cat. <laughs> Morgana. And then uh, 4 had... Um, oh, Teddy. Yeah. Who was also kind of a pervert. Oh. Or Morgana wasn't kind of a pervert character. I don't know. I didn't play them. She was not. Oh. He was not. I don't really remember if it was he or she. They were not. They were not. 
Um, Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy has the, the Moogles. And, and the Chocobos. And the Chocobos. But uh, in Final Fantasy twelve two, a Moogle is one of your main characters, and they definitely have the squeaky, high-pitched voice. Um, 13-2. There is no 12-2. Or 13-2, excuse me. And uh, Xenoblade, ha- or actually the Xenoblade games have the no pawns. Oh, and they freaking, every time they end a sentence, it's Koopo. Something, 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 Koopo. Oh, and uh, the Moogle? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the no pawns do that too in Xenoblade. Oh, gosh. Or, um, I'm missing a big one. I wish I could think of it. Uh, I can say in all animes, there's always like a character that has like a, it would, I wouldn't call it a speech impediment, mm-hmm. but they always have like a speech flavoring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like whether it be that they, oh, like the freaking character in World of Final Fantasy. Oh, uh, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Where she always says the in between everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! It it was horrible. It was just horrible. I, I went to the blank, the the blah 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 blah, blah, blah <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, stop it! Yeah, it's pretty bad. I almost stopped playing that game early on because of that character. I luckily have worked at a restaurant with crappy music in the background that I've learned how to ignore, like tune out terrible things. So yeah, but I worked knowledge. I worked in retail for a, an extended period of time and. I don't think I ever will get used to that. It's just <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> and like I like I, I swear those voices are the worst sometimes. I, I was thinking about this though. Or I like mean, their laughs or like yeah, they're or pretty bad. Nervous ticks or whatever. I mean, this should be obvious, but you know, a lot of these kind of go hand in hand with just anime in general. Maybe not the magic technology. They don't have as much as that. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, they if do. you're thinking about JRPG tropes, they're definitely anime tropes they're japanese yeah that's true they're part of like i think it's the way that they add flavor to the because they have such a like a wealth of media to pull from Mm -hmm. that by adding these little ticks or whatever this adds flavor yeah it's it's what they watch when they grow up right so and then like i think about like i'm watching this anime called fire force where this guy like he always looks like he's smiling and his teeth just happen to be like jagged Mm -hmm. but it always looks like he's smiling but in the series they use that as a as like a point of contention for him because people always think he's smiling at them, but he's actually, it's like a nervous thing for him. So he always just smiles and it just looks weird. Um, so, but like, that's a, like a, a thing that they always like include in, in the animes a lot. And it always tends to be something that happens with, with a lot of the JRPGs too. Especially oh, when they're like nervous. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. Especially when they do like the, um, like those, like the characters that I don't know, like, there's like the pervy character or there's the character that is always offended when somebody calls him small or there's the character that all, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Right. Oh, we'll get to those. Uh, possibly. Wait. Possibly. <laughs> uh, so number eight is coming on at a doomed hometown. I feel like that one's, hmm, I wouldn't say it's like the most popular one, but I, or I feel it's like common. that one's so, so used. It's yeah. very much used. I mean, Xenogears did it. Final Fantasy XV did it. Uh, of Destiny and Fate does it. <laughs> um, if you've never, if you don't know what Of Destiny and Fate is. You'll know soon enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest Eleven did it. Tales of Berseria. These are just, I mean, Xenogears was not the first one that's come to mind, but the other three are just three that I've just recently played, and yeah, they I all mean, had it. 
but it's a, it's it's actually really good, especially for video games, for them to use it as like a like a jumping off point. Yeah, that makes sense. It actually catapults the player like away from comfort, mm-hmm. um, and then like forces them. It catapults it catapults the character and then the player out of their comfort. It forces zone. character growth out of them. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's overused, I would say, but I have also seen a lot of places like use it to to great effect, like. Uh, like of Destiny and Fate, they're really good at it. Um, <laughs> uh, Tales of Berseria actually did really good because they left you in the hometown for a little bit of time before they decided to uh, turn that one upside down. Um, yeah, it, it started off very, actually, started off very cliche. It started off very and then they cliche. They turned it on its head. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess they played it with it a little bit. Cliche to trope. Yeah. Um, Tales of backtracking. I affectionately like to call it. Oh my gosh! And I, the thing is, I don't know if I'll be able to get back into it. Knowing I've never that that played a game with so much backtracking. I know I've talked about it on the podcast right I know, I'm pretty sure uh, you have. Uh, it, I, I, it was fine. The game was fine. You know what game doesn't have a lot of backtracking in it? Uh, of Destiny and Fate. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. I was actually gonna say Final Fantasy VI. Um, so far I have. Oh not. yeah, there's not. Yeah, that that game is like moves forward like a freaking phantom train. A, <laughs> um, we'll talk about it. We'll get to it. We'll get there. Calm yourself. It's such a good game. <laughs> I, it's it's funny. I, the fact that I have never completed it and still put it up there like as one of my favorite yeah. RPGs of all time, like that tells you. Well, and I've only played like the first half of the game, and I'm finally back to the first half, or I'm finally back past what i've done played before and like it hasn't disappointed me yet i I mean in a way the whole second half of the game is just a lot of side quests they're they're very character driven side quests i know and that's what's so great about it yeah well that's kind of what i loved about the end of uh well we'll we'll actually get into that a little bit later uh let's go on in no not later we'll get into that one in the final fantasy six episode uh, we'll, we'll actually that. get into the, a little bit of that stuff on at the end of this podcast, but oh, but, but we should uh, take a break. Yeah, we should do it. Take a break. Take right, break. Okay. How about those convoluted plot lines? Yes. <laughs> oh, welcome back from break. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I would take it that's the next. Uh, that's the next trope. Coming in at number seven. Now, is this what Watch Mojo had as a as a common trope? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. see, that's a, that right there. Okay, so I don't know if convoluted plot lines are necessarily. It's kind of a matter a of opinion in a way. Yeah. yeah, because technically, a lot of people consider Xenogears to be convoluted uh, t- uh, plot line, mm-hmm. but actually, you can boil uh, Xenogears' whole plot line down to very very solid like beginning to end like right. it's like i could do you can summarize like the story in like a couple sentences then there's other convoluted ones that are legitimately convoluted to a point where they can't be summarized kingdom hearts yeah yeah kingdom hearts well because even then kingdom hearts could still be kind of summarized as yeah if you pay attention to every if you played every single one of the games but then there's still stuff that there, there's still stuff like the the way they handled time travel and oh no for sure for yeah. sure um i feel like xenogears covered all their bases and i think that's what made a lot of people think it's convoluted but i think it was i think it was just very 
complicated. It was dense, dense. but it wasn't convoluted. Yeah. Well, they I, didn't confuse you. They didn't like intentionally try to confuse you. And I think mm-hmm. things like Kingdom Hearts do that very much intentionally, so like you're playing more. To throw you off. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas there's, you know, there's the, the the mystery box. Yeah. thing to it yeah and xenogears got right into it mm-hmm. and then said hey it's it's all there it's xenogears was more of an information dump than it was convoluted yeah. and i think it made it for younger people or people of my generation when we played the game that it was like holy crap this is really yeah. complicated well that's why i said i mean i played it like five times and i've gotten something different out of it each time because yeah. i played it when i was older right um but yeah, I I know I I would say that there's a lot of convoluted storylines that come out of JRPGs. Final Fantasy Thirteen sequels. Thirteen sequels were unnecessarily convoluted, yes. yeah, and those cannot really be summarized other than hope is now Jesus and um, well, uh, lightning is a goddess. Yeah, who's guiding the people to Jesus's light? Um, Maybe. to create an arc for the new world coming maybe because the world humanity maybe. or something like that and but y- she's saving yeah. the ones that she wants to save and snow's angry at her and emo emo i don't know things happened um that <laughs> that was convoluted um <laughs> 10 2 i would say wasn't convoluted until they made or sorry 10 wasn't convoluted until they made 10 2 and then it kind of brought into question some of the things from ten, um, but it, it just, was like it made the, some of ten seem silly. Like it, it, it took away from the emotional points of it, like the impact that you got from that yeah. game. Um, but yeah, but we, won't, we won't talk about the ending because yeah, um, there was let's see, there's a couple of the games that did the the convoluted storyline that, again, as you get older, they're not as convoluted. They're just uh, complicated yeah but there there is a level of uh I, I can see what they're saying where you know because 40 hours seems to be the number mm-hmm. you know for a jrpg and i would imagine that there's plenty of them where it's a 30 hour story 20 hour story and they're like okay let's let's add this stuff in here to make it 40 hours you know it's funny like and i'm gonna keep on bringing up six so i really hope people look forward to that episode but yeah six does the thing where it feels like almost every hour you're playing, it's like I said, rocket ship forward. Like mm-hmm. you're not, yeah. you're not going backwards. You know. Oh, I mean, four was like that too, really. Yeah, there was some parts where you had to walk over the the world map that it did feel like they were drawing out some things where they could have just kind of moved moved everything along. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah. And I guess and it's funny, like there's this thing like when you're playing JRPGs, like there's always going to be a dungeon in between that's drawing things out. Right. Um, and sometimes you just don't want that. You want to be able to just walk to the next place and or walk over the mountains or whatever and not go through the mountain like, path. I don't, I don't, yeah, and I don't care about this little story arc. I just want to know about the yeah. main thing going on. But that's why I like certain JRPGs that like when they put you in that mountain pass, it's so that you can like explore some more story like there's more um dialogue to be had and they're just giving uh like a a setting for that dialogue i think i said it before like well they kind of do it like a um, like a a series show tv show where the whole season has its main story arc but then you know they'll have the episode centric and they'll throw in 10 minutes of the main Mm storyline but yeah, and then I mean it's that's kind of how it works. Of the week, and yeah, then, and that and that well, that's that's how it kind of is. It's the dungeon of the week type thing. Yeah, um, 
I would say there's a there's one game that does it really really well. Um, I think it, uh, let's see his name. I think it was called Of Destiny and Fate. They do really good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look look at that dead horse over there. Uh, well, it looks like it's been overbeaten. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number uh, six. It's alive. It's doing well. <laughs> we don't harm animals in this podcast. <laughs> uh, number six is uh, themes of love and friendship. Uh, dude, it's, it's are you talking about like like Yu-Gi-Oh! Believe in the Heart of the Cards kind of stuff? How many RP- RPGs have you ever played where at the very end, like ev- like there's the main character up there, ready everybody to- raises their hands and, and says, they're like, and says something in- inspirational. But we have to do this for love. Yeah, and the other person goes for friendship, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like there's power, they start glowing, and everybody goes, "Oh my gosh!" And then the the the, the main evil like. Ugh! There's too much positivity. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do know what you're talking I mean, about. That, I've watched a lot of animes too. So yeah, happens in animes. Um, it's so annoying in animes too, because like, they sometimes they'll go like the whole series with like there's a romantic plot, and you're mm-hmm. like you're doing good, everything's fine. You love like the action scenes are on point. Um, the technology is really cool. The graphics are great. The fight scenes have been great. And then they get to the end, and instead of being able to just like destroy the other person, they're like, "Oh no, we're too weak. Looks like we gotta believe in our hearts." <laughs> and then like, then it just gets pretty annoying. I mean, you know I, who does that as well? Dragon Ball, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts does that for sure. But Kingdom Hearts is very tropey. But well, well, one of the things about Kingdom Hearts though is it's it's really one of its central themes though. So. It's really hard to say it's, it's, but it, it leans so heavy, so heavy, like on you just expecting it to be about friendship. Well, I mean, it's how many a times does Sora mean, say friendship? Yeah. And heart. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's in the title. So <laughs> you don't need to reference the title that much. How many times <laughs> do they say Xenoblade and Xenoblade? Well, they say the Monado, but that's because... Did, you, did I show you that video of every time they say Monado, like the yeah. game, the video oh, yeah, speeds yeah, yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think by like five minutes in, like the, it's already going like crazy I, speed because they've said the Monado so many times. I think it was originally called Monado. The game itself? Yeah. Hmm. But then Monolith switched it? Yeah, they switched it. Well, because, you know, like they've got all these, you know, titles and yeah. name recognition. Yada, 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 Boo. yada. <laughs> they say Xenogears a couple times because they actually refer to a thing. Oh uh, yeah. They say they never though. say Xenosaga at all. You're right. Because it's just Xeno is just I mean it's just like it's Final Fantasy. This is the next game in the Xeno series. I wonder if there is like a line of dialogue in every Final Fantasy game that says, Well, this is the final fantasy and then like you know what I mean? Like there's just some character that's just chilling somewhere <laughs> that always like says the words Final I Fantasy. Don't, I don't think there is. There I wanna, could be. I'm gonna look it up during the next break and okay. we'll come back to that. Coming to number five. Spiky haired character. Are you trying to like format this like the watch mojo video? Oh, no, not really. Because I'm pretty sure... Number five. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> well, whenever I whenever I play board games where I have to read from a card, I always have to say the card in that voice. The the announcer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I always do, like, little pauses and everything. Like You put your hand in your hip and episode, everything? In this episode, there is a man. 
Wow. All right. No women. <laughs> Allowed. I guess. This sounds like a a clubhouse for little boys. <laughs> They're always like, oh, girls are nasty. All right, now we're getting weird and, and corny, so moving on. So I almost think that, um, like, realistically, Nomura and Akira Toriyama are, like, such a huge influence on JRPGs that... Actually, it probably starts with Akira Toriyama, realistically. Realistically. And then Cloud was such a popular character that, you know, they're, they want to they wanna mimic that. Want... If you think of... Well... What what is number five? You haven't said it. Oh, spiky haired characters. Oh, okay. Five, yeah. Okay. If you think about it, I think the spiky haired characters is what we would say in American cinema is the everyman. Um, <laughs> because if you think about it, in like American cinema, if they're trying to create a character that the audience relates to or feels like they are, can't could be or whatever, mm-hmm. they usually typically it's not somebody that's completely daffered up. It's like somebody with like disheveled hair Mm -hmm. right and if you think about in animes most animes if it's the character that you're supposed to be like relating to they always have scruffy hair like it's always like this this idea that there is the proper characters there is the the beautiful characters and then there's like I don't have time to comb my hair. Then there's the, then there's the person that's getting stuff done, but their and their power level is always higher than everybody else's. And like in JRPGs, like the main character typically is not the dapper character. It's always the person that is thrown into the conflict, whether it be a named character or your character. Um, but you're always like it always seems to unless you like unless there's a character creator and you can make them dapper. Yeah. Otherwise, they're always. I feel like almost every single time the ca- character has spiky hair, but I think that's like a way of showing like, like disheveled kind of. But at the same time, in true anime fashion, they just make it look cool. I always try to make my character look like Rubido, but then he looks really stupid. So I'm like, right, I'm not gonna do this, and I change him back to spiky Junior? hair. Yeah. Okay. Xenosaga for yeah. those who don't know. Yeah. Uh, number four. You have to say it in that voice. Number four. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> uh, random encounters are and horrible. Yeah, but they're so good. But I, well, I, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I don't even know if it was like a a trope as much as for the time. I mean, that's basically all they could do. They had to switch from the overworld map engine over to the battle engine. And, I mean, granted, they were able to do it with Chrono Trigger. I think Chrono Trigger might be one of the first ones. Um, There was, I believe, Tales of Fantasia. Mm-hmm. No, not they didn't do it on the map. Um, Star Ocean might have done it. So, uh, I don't know. I never played the original like Super Nintendo ones or Famicom ones. It, actually, never mind. I think it was still a field that you went on to, the, to battle. It's been too long. Um, I played it recently, just to, to try to get back into it. Um, they're th- good games. Yeah, I've two. been trying to play the first one, um, and then I wanted to play Second Departure because apparently Second Departure is really good. It is good. Um, but I just haven't been able to like get into it. Plus, I've been playing. You can just watch the. Games. You can just watch the. Nope. The, I don't want to. I don't want the to. Anime. Nope. I don't want to. I want to play the game. It's just as. Nope. Just as charming. Yeah, I just want you to know I'm going to play the game. So <laughs> shut it. Um. <laughs> 
So the random counters, I think, like as much as you could say it might have been a technological limitation, limitation, I think it kind of like it was one of those things where, um, it because of the way, like if you look at like the origins, origins, wow, of JRPGs and like how they were influenced by things like Dungeons and Dragons and and wizardry, mm-hmm. the random encounters were ne- were kind of like a. Uh, a visualization of just encounters in general yeah um and i i feel like even at the point where they were past like the technological limitations because they were so it's like it's easy to illustrate the thing that you want and like and to separate um to separate story from battles which mm. by like as you get further down the line they started making like story scenes and in, in the, the battle battles. yeah yeah uh there was like dialogue in four there's four um five i think did a, did more dialogue within mm. the the battles but there's a lot of uh um breaking the fourth wall battle story things in six and six they did a whole thing and then freaking man I, i'll we'll talk a lot about six yep. i have since that one's like super fresh in my brain <laughs> Um, and I'm playing eight as well. So could you could you imagine though, like you're playing Final Fantasy one, and instead of going to the battle screen, like so you have your one character moving there, and then on the actual world map, all of a sudden your characters come out to the sides. It's top down, and all of a sudden there's enemies in front of you. I mean, I guess it wouldn't have been that bad. Do you remember the game called uh, Seventh Saga? Yeah. So they actually kind of did something similar. And um, something really annoying. I'll tell you about that part in a second. The the freaking radar thing. No, no. There's a there's so there's a part in the game where you have to like basically stand in a certain spot, mm-hmm. open up your item screen, wait like ten minutes, and then you can proceed on with the story. Like, there's some I don't really remember what was happening. Was it a bug or was it like no, actual no, part no, of the story? Actual part of it. Because they want you to wait somewhere. Or, I don't really remember. Ten minutes though. Yeah, it was a long period. Let's do it. I'll take a break in a little bit and I'll look it up. Um, so, but yeah. that whole top down thing. But I did. But that, oh, that, Seven Saga. They kind of did. Yeah. yeah, Seven Saga. They like swirled the screen, mm-hmm. but they didn't actually like bl- black out the screen. They just zoomed in on you. And they like, they did the uh, the mode seven thing uh, that Final Fantasy four started using right. where they add that the, like fake 3D or whatever. But that's what they did for Seven Saga. They actually just, but they used the area that you were in. As your your battle area, so kind of they did it. Um, because they never transitioned you, or they kind of transitioned you to another like screen, but they never actually like moved you. It wasn't a different scene altogether, you know. Like you just went, it went, and like the screen itself like kind of spun a little bit, and then zoomed in as it was spinning, and then it was behind you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was. It was a hard game. It was a fun game. And those, I guess, wouldn't necessarily be random encounters because technically you could dodge them on the radar because if you paid attention, you could kind of get around them. Um, let's see. I don't know. I actually liked um, random encounters in a lot of JRPGs just because it it gave you the ability to grind most of the time. Um, the RPGs that had like character or like the things that you had to oh, bump I- into, it made it a little bit more difficult to grind, and then. Like, I mean, unless they had, like, a, a high respawn rate and stuff like that. it was. I mean, they could have done... I guess they could have done something like uh, Zelda 2. Oh, oh, when they... And it still goes to the battle screen, but... Yeah. You can see the things there. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess it could refresh every time you come back from a battle. Yeah. But then there's balancing issues with that too, because mm-hmm. then you could just possibly it get to the point of random encounters, the amount of encounters that you would have due there's to respawn. So many random stuff. encounters in those games. Yeah, there's a lot of random encounters in Final Fantasy VI as well. Um, but I think. My battle systems. Well, we'll get like into I'm, it. We'll the get fact into that it. I'm playing it now on a modern <laughs> system, yeah. Well, we'll we're not talking it. about Final Fantasy VI. Dang. It's just fresh in my brain. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and take a break, real quick. A break? Yes. Okay. We're getting into a good one next. Will's favorite. Final bosses. With multiple forms. Number three. Yes. <laughs> Commonly known as pee and poop. Pee and poop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three. Wait, really? I don't know. I, don't think I made that up when I was younger, I think. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's what I said it was. That's interesting. Yeah. That is what it is. <laughs> Can you think of any particular ones? A final boss of multiple forms? Mm-hmm. You mean every Final Fantasy? <laughs> so so I looked up which I don't know if this is accurate, but I looked up the one with the most final forms. Eight? Eight, you're right. Holy cow. How'd you guess eight? That's because crazy. eight had too many final forms. Oh no 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 no. Sorry. Uh that's the number of final forms. There's eight final forms. Oh. In for a rogue galaxy. Oh, the I thought your boss has in eight. Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy VIII might have had the most, um, because I think of the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Yes. Let's see. No, uh, seven had one. I think it just had. Oh, it only two. just had two. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, so Final Fantasy one only had one. No. Two had one. Two, two had one. Three had. Uh, I think you can almost say two, but it's just two different bosses, so mm-hmm. I don't think that counts. I think that counts. Okay. Four had zero must have two forms, right? Technically, but the other one was just kind of a story part. Okay. Um, five. I the thing is, you fought you fight X Death like a bazillion times, so I don't know if you consider those all his forms. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I don't remember either. Um, let's see. Actually, honestly, for six, I don't remember, and this is one of my favorite. Um, six had the several forms, uh, but I'm not going to say any of those. Let's see. Seven did for sure, but eight went all crazy. I don't remember how many there were. I think there was like three It's because eight, you fight, you fight her, and you fight that, and then you fight the other thing with two things, <laughs> and then you fight like the ultimate or whatever. Okay, so there's four then. That's okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I think it's either four but, or five, because I'm pretty sure that last form ha- or that last boss form has two forms but but since then i do not remember the last jrpg i played without a boss with different forms and everything um there's this one game that's in production that i don't think has multiple forms for their final boss <laughs> now now there's like a, a dead unicorn over there and we're beating the crap out of that oh man the <laughs> unicorn um what do you what do you oh, think I, of this trope? Do you I, think it's like do you think it's good? Do you think it like is it like I think I'm I was asking you a question, but I now I have an answer for it myself, so I don't <laughs> care about you anymore. Um like I feel like it's one of those things where like the developer always feels the necessity to like reward the player for getting so far and like then at, at the same time like they're saving up like mechanics. I think they're for, just trying to make it harder because it's the end boss. Well, I feel like they've like okay, so 
maybe this is just because of me, like how oh, I design sorry, stuff. Oh, Marsh says it too. Anyway, yeah. oh my gosh, um, <laughs> I feel like maybe it's just because this is how the way way I've done things. But like you kind of like think of like these really awesome mechanics, and you feel like you have to have to save them for like the big thing because <laughs> you don't want them to be used. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then at the same time, you also have this like grandiose music that either you've written or that you've <laughs> that you've like got to uh, save that too. Yeah, like, and then like, but you want it to. I mean, one winged angel. Like, I feel like maybe yeah. it plays for too little amount of time. Like, you want it to play longer. Um, and I think I almost feel like there are certain like points where those final bosses are just like, it's it's a it's a goodbye to the players, mm-hmm. but it's also like a like a like a handshake from the from the developers, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, Don't worry, it's not over quite yet. I know yeah. you're sad, we're almost to the end, but right. we'll give you a little bit we'll more. We'll give you a little bit more here. And then like of course like there's always like the there's like the reward of a final cutscene or like in mm-hmm. the old like two D days that there's like the reward of like being able to see characters and where they are at or whatever. And it's usually kind of like a like a montage kind of thing. Um but So what's the what's the what's the golden number of Final Forms? I think it's what's a good um, number of Final Forms. Dude, did it start with Dragon Ball and Cell? <laughs> this isn't even my Final Form. It's Frieza, actually. Frieza. <laughs> oh, Frieza, time. Frieza. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, technically, like with the Saiyans and every every time they oh, like, true. power up, it's like mm-hmm. a different, like Super Ko Ken times one times <laughs> two times three. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, Dragon Ball had 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 a big, huge influence on so many of these developers. I mean, and now it's happening again with Super, right? And now it's the Ultra Instinct, but then there's like the Ultra Instinct Unlimited, I don't and then there's know Ultra Instinct KO Ken. Spo- oh my gosh, spoiler, dude! If you watch any kind of anime, you've known that Ultra Instinct Living. exists. Yeah, 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 but it has it hasn't started up again, has it? The anime? No, it's just the comic right now. No, but My Hero Academia started up again, and Ugh. I'm so excited about that. I haven't got a chance to watch like the first two. Ep- I think it's two episodes around. I haven't had a chance to watch any episode. Cause you're lame. Um, <laughs> but we're not talking about anime. We're talking about Final Boss and their multiple forms. Yeah, and so what's, the, what's the golden number? Yeah. I would say like two or three. Yeah, it seems fair. Cause like I mean, the first form is like this isn't even my final form form. You know what I mean? Because they're like ha ha ha, right? And then the second form is like okay, enhanced mechanics like multiple parts usually it's like always like two arms that you have to destroy or something like that <laughs> so, and then the last so form I, is hmm? and then the last form is everything pulled back together but then it looks ugly and it's like now <laughs> you feel like you're really defeating yeah. the great evil so so something always drives me crazy is sometimes i'll get to them and i'll forget that there's gonna be another form and, and so I'm like, go all out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the easiest in boss. And, and you use all your elixirs. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, don't worry. I pre- basically never use them ever. And That's so, unfortunate. I, I, I stay using my elixirs in final battles. I've so I've hoarded so many items by the end. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on to number two. Grinding. Grinding. And rip. <laughs> what? And rare drops. Were, were you trying to do a, a clips reference? clips grinding no but actually i was thinking of uh like i don't know whatever okay anyways i was thinking of soul train <laughs> you okay. don't even know what soul train is i do know what soul train oh, okay is. soul train yeah yes i know what it is Holy come on man crap that's so old um so fresh principal speak, air speaking of not actually time. using your elixirs 
<laughs> rare drops. Oh, rare drops. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the most <laughs> annoying thing possible. You know, I guess, like, I think no matter what, RNG in... in RNG? Oh, random number generator. Uh, okay. Um, so RNG, which is usually used in the gaming community to right. refer to, um, like the chances that something will drop, and mm-hmm. like we usually, uh, usually if something is really rare and it drops for you, you say that RNG Jesus has smiled upon you. RNG Jesus. RNG Jesus. It's the greatest thing ever. That's um, ridiculous. Especially when it. you're playing I games like Monster Hunter or. Or even if you're playing games yeah. like a uh, like WoW or Final Fantasy fourteen, like do you, okay, do, did you it, play? You didn't play WoW at all, did you? I played it for like ten hours. Okay, so back in the days with WoW, so like boring. certain mounts that you would get, you'd have to run a dungeon, mm-hmm. and it, there's like a really small chance, like literally like a point one chance that an amount will drop from certain yeah, things. It's dumb. Huh? Yeah, and I got a couple of those. So um, dumb. So like you'd play it, and then when somebody when somebody got it, like that that would be the the common thing. Everybody should be like, man, aren't Jesus smiles upon you? Um, and I, the, he smiled a couple times upon me. Um, <laughs> I, I get that if it happens, it's like I get it if it happens. You're like, oh, that's so freaking awesome! My God, I can't believe I got that. Mm-hmm. But if this is something you want to get, and then you have to spend like freaking ten hours grinding just to get this stupid thing, mm-hmm. like. There's been RPGs I played where the monster you have to fight has like a point zero zero one percent drop See, that's, rate, that's and then the stupid. item RNG on top of RNG yeah. makes no sense. Oh, gosh. That I understand, and I can tell you're getting really frustrated about this. The only problem is, so annoying. Why, you why tend to waste be a person time. that grinds. No, no, like crazy. Well, whenever I first sent you a demo for my game. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing you did was grind, and you said I need more of a reason to grind. And I was like, "What?" And you're like, "I like grinding." And then <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Um, and Not I restructured like a lot I like of to get battle like a system. couple of levels, maybe like five levels over. Man, and I don't know. I okay. So, dang it, we'll talk about that next week. God, grinding. No, Final Fantasy VI. Okay. Uh, so, so I keep on going back to like it's just so fresh in my brain right now. But yeah, there's a well, lot of games that do that nowadays. Yeah, like like so Tales of Berseria. So <laughs> it had a lot of rare drops, but not only that, it just had so many types of items you can get, and that was really annoying too. Like you could get I, I don't even remember now. It, like so you had different like f- f- six different <laughs> equipment types, but then you could get all these different items to enhance that. But then I think there was augments too. And it was just, it was just too much crap. Tales of Berseria or the Tales series in general suffers with, with what I consider to be the, um, what do you call it? What do I want to name this? The, the iteration complex. Um, And in this case, it's something similar to what Final Fantasy suffers from sometimes. But Final Fantasy overcame it a very special way. Um, so, in the tales of the or in in the tales of the tales games in the um, tales of the yeah sure that works in the tales games what ends up happening is that because their stories are so like they're so kind of like built on the same framework, mm-hmm. and then also their fighting their battle systems are built on the same framework as well. Every time what they find themselves doing is let's improve the old thing. Let's iterate. Let's add a new thing on top of it. Yeah. So then when you're this far into the series, like uh, I think 
Berseria might it's like the like seventh or eighth one. Oh gosh, no, there's probably like fifteen. Oh well, well, there's okay, so, so yeah, so they're 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 deep into it. So that means that every time they're not taking away things from the old ones, they're just adding more on top of it. I mean, there are certain points where instead of actually adding a new thing, they improve on the old thing, and then... <laughs> that rare drop was too easy to get. Mm-hmm. Let's add another zero to that decimal. Or or in this case, like, it's something... Instead of making a rare drop super hard to get, they add more items to get. So now, yeah, maybe that one rare drop, drop but now you have 15 right. other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you need five rare drops to complete or, to or super or special sword. Or it could be, sword. like, the sword itself is rare. But also the material to improve the rare sword is rare, so then just adding more. Again, it's just it's an iteration complex. You you you're trying to make something so complicated, but you're doing it only because it's iteratively irritating. Yes, it's that work. Does it make sense? No, it's not. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Um, but one of the things well, I mean, I said about the I said Final Fantasies have the same problem mm-hmm. is that they try to iterate every time. Um, and actually, it's funny because going from one to two, I think they learned their lesson um, in terms of, oh, looks like everybody like everybody likes his job thing. So let's just, you know what? Let's just make it to where like, everything can level up, yeah. right? And then, so that's where they, they ended up with that problem. But then if you look at right in, like, as soon as they moved to the next one, they were like, okay, we learned our lesson. Um, we're scrapping that. And it looks like every game going forward... We're just gonna make a new battle system, and we're gonna actually try to uh, not improvise. What do you call it? It's always so. The thing that I think bugs me is all these high-end items. You need these rare drops to get. But like, I feel like back in the day, you would have rare drops. Yeah. And they would just be like a nice. They're they're for like a nice upgrade or something like that. They weren't yeah. like like if you got it and you're going through, you're like, oh, this is freaking sweet. But if you did not. Like you can still get all. The it wasn't awesome something stuff. you went back to get. It was yeah. something that you got and you were happy to get. But then by the time, um, uh, time but, came around for you to like even pay attention to something like that, you were like, "Oh no, I'm already on to the next thing, so I don't mm-hmm. really need to go back for it." Yeah. But nowadays, it's definitely like a, "Hey, do you remember that first era you played in the game? If you go back there now, there's really high level monsters, and there's this one really rare high level monster that really rarely drops this one thing, and there's a really rare chance that you could possibly steal it from it. But there's also a really rare chance that you have the possibility, or like, did you even have? Let's see, there's a possibility to steal it, and there's a really rare chance of even getting it from them. So for the P, this is somewhat on the same page. So on the for Xenogears. Mm-hmm. The very first town, they got the rock, pepper, scissor badge you can get. Okay. Like, <laughs> I still have a save that from, like, right after getting that because I never want to do it again. And so if I play that game again, I'm just going to go back get to that save. That? You get the rock, pepper, scissor, R, the R, or RPS badge. And then you get to use it later on. And For what? You get, like, um... There's three different items. There's there's like a cobweb in the first house. There's the RPS badge, and there's something else that you get at the in the very first town, and then you get to use them way later on for some some good accessories like ones that make it so you're uh, you only use half magic or magic points to do something. Hmm. I always felt like the battle system in Xenogears took a backseat. We're gonna do an episode on Xenogears, right? probably. No, not probably. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, moving on. 
I'm done with rare drops. It's just so yeah. stupid. I hate it so much. Um, yeah, you talked about that in another game. Yeah, we'll too. we'll uh, we'll talk about what I think the better alternative is. Um, so number one, big donkey swords, because we don't curse on this podcast. No more, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could say A Z Z. They're just big swords. Come I on. love how like our first season we swore like crazy, and now all of a sudden like we can't like this word here it's too much it's too much <laughs> it's too much uh assassins who 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 know? wow <laughs> uh, big assassin swords um so <laughs> this one it is so common um i talk about this one game called monster hunter and i've heard of it you can wield such huge blades and your hunter like take he uses them like with no with like no kind of effort whatsoever. Speaking of which, my wallpaper has a monster hunter thing. Look at that thing. That yeah, thing it looks like the soul edge. It's freaking insane. Also my like favorite character in in the Soul Calibur is uh is Siegfried in Nightmare because they had the big old sword. I mean it's well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I it's mean, very cool. It's a power thing. It's the a power buster play. sword, you know, like there's that. I was gonna get around to that. Yeah, actually. that one's a little ridiculous. Well, the so but that's so his whole deal, though. Like yeah. his, it's like every sword he has. No, not every sword, but a lot of the swords he has are just giant swords, and he well, uses he like, wields them with two hands. I mean, it's kind of like a Captain America in a way. You know, he's been infused with uh, super soldier serum, the Mako energy. Yeah, but we'll get to that whenever that comes out. <laughs> well, oh. then there's uh there's Xenoblade with this big huge the Monado. Was giant. Although that one's not as big a deal because like it the, like expands and it's an energy well, yeah, weapon. Yeah, it's like an energy weapon. So like the regular sword kind of seems like it could be realistic. Yeah. But it's still a ridiculously huge sword. Uh, and then uh, you remember Valkyrie profile Arngrim? Yeah, because he just kind of sits in the back and he always has it like over his shoulder and he's uh-huh. kind of he's just like and every time when he goes to attack, it's like he just picks it up and drops it. Yeah, it's like I mean, at least Claude's swords. Oh, fifteen has it too. Um, uh, Gladius. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. does the same thing. Yeah. He well, just like he kind of just like drops them on people like mm-hmm. some kind of like uh, what do you call it? What's the guillotine? There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but <laughs> for Arngren, like so for for Cloud, the sword actually fits on his back. Yeah, so Arngren, that, which they explain later on is it sticks to his back by magnets. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he can just like just drop it on his back. Also, do you remember he used to he would spin that whole sword mm-hmm. with one hand? Yeah, like that's just stupid. And he's got like the scrawniest arms in the world. <laughs> but <laughs> well, actually, in the also Cloud's a cool character. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake, like when they when the original like remake people were doing it, like uh, Nomura decided that they made Squall too small, so they added like more muscle to him. Squall or Cloud. Cloud? Sorry, my yeah. bad. They made him more a little bit more like like tone fit, like mm-hmm. kind of he's got kind of like that that like kind of like a marine build. Yeah. Which kind of works cuz he's a soldier. Yeah. Um but he's got like a like a, a lean muscular yeah. build, yeah. But even then, the sword still just seems too big. <sighs> also so cool. somehow they toned down Barrett. He looks a little bit scrawnier. But Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz he used to you're be right, just overly right. buff, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were like giant eh, they're like, yeah, we're leaning too much into this. This. Uh, how come? How come they only talk about Tifa? And they don't talk about Barrett. About oh, about toning things down. Yeah, they toned him down. 
I'm sure some, I'm sure somebody has said something. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I don't think it's censoring. I think it's they're trying to make actual like realistic character models. Yes. Um, but that has nothing to do with big swords. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I think someone, I think someone took the the Tifa model and like made it more like um, exaggerated, like yeah, the yeah, like the original. And they're like, this is why <laughs> it does not <laughs> work. So funny. Yeah. Um. So something. Okay. So wow, we made it to the list. Yay! Wait, no, but big swords. Oh. Are there any other? Are we not done? Where's I need sure more big is. swords. I, I can't think of any more right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't got any more. <laughs> so iron giants. They always have big swords. They do, but they're giants. Made of iron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> so there was two that I was really surprised weren't on the list because I thought they were even more so than these. Was was the amnesia from our past podcast? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, go back and listen to that yeah. one more time if yep. you haven't. Do it. Do it. And uh, sewers, as we discussed at the very beginning, because that's I don't I don't remember the last RPG JRPG I played. I, even RPG. What was the last RPG you played that didn't have sewers? That was not a sci-fi one. Xenogears has a sewer that's super duper annoying. There's two of them. I only remember the first one. Shavat. There's one when they're making their escape from the from the prison with Rico. Yeah. Rico? No. No. Rico's the demigod. Yeah, that's the that's the or the demi creature or whatever. That's in the Coliseum sewer, but then there's one in Shavat where they they use the escape. Oh, I don't know. Or is it Shivat? I don't know. Anyway, um, it has a really good theme song there, though. I like that song. It's so good. I'll play it for you during the break. <laughs> so uh, not only do uh, does it seem like you know there's all these JRPG tropes uh, for tropes tropes for jeffrey's in general but uh, a series will develop their own tropes yes for instance Seven. obviously final fantasy oh sorry yeah uh, with sid crystals. yeah the crystals sid, uh, sid moogles chocobos why do you um, say chocobos chocobo chocobos chocobos um i'm trying to think of what other i mean i know i can't think of what the tales ones have other than like the same type of characters the same type of battle system The same. Oh, they always have apples and jellies. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, all the spells are the same in, you know, like Final Fantasy and whatnot. I don't really know if those are much as tropes. So, do you remember how Seven broke off and did Fire One, Two, and Three, that kind of thing, and then, like, everybody went right back after that. Everybody went back to Fire, 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 Ga, Fire, But then, like before that, they'll go back to it for the remake. The fire one, two, and three. I, no, no, no. Fire, you think they go fire? fire yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder why they why they made that change initially. I wonder if it f- was for space or if it was for like, like they like it, because they were in like a technological world. They wanted to like make it seem more technical. I, I don't really remember. For, so you're playing the remake of Final Fantasy VI. So I don't really don't know if they're in the original Final Fantasy three or whatever. If it was, I think it was fire one, two, and three. I'm pretty sure it was fire, fire, ga. I can neither, haste, haste I can the neither confirm nor deny, or deny, but we'll talk about that in the in the Final Fantasy VI episode. Yeah, I'll actually look that up. Yeah, maybe. Cool. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So why do you think they're used so much? Like I said before, tropes are like comfort food. They are. They're easy to relate to. They also make you feel good because you can identify them. Um. And like you don't have to think about it too much. And and but they get a, ac- they're they're tried and true. Mm-hmm. They get across what they need to get across, 
on a consistent basis. So there's no, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Especially for a series of games. Like, I think it's a matter of like homage for some of them though. I'm sure it is. Um, but I also think that like this, yeah, there's a point where why am I going to add more? Why am I going to spend more time trying to think of like a different way to do this? If we have a way to do it and it works and people like it. I yeah. mean, yeah, somebody relates to this. Okay, keep on relating. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. Now I want to go ask all of them, every developer ever. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. I, I don't really remember what we have left, but let's take a break real quick. Yep. And we're back. I burped. Before the break, after the break, yeah. somewhere in the during break. the break and before the coming back from the break. There you go. Uh, so now, <laughs> and so I decided to go on. I just went on Reddit and uh, I just wanted to find some other people's tropes that they they had. Mm-hmm. And one of them was J-pop intros. That seems to only be like a Tales thing, though. No, that's not true. Like know, uh, there's, a, there's other games that do it, yeah. Well, like the Fire Emblem ones kind of are now, and um, you know who doesn't have one of those corny J-pop Tokyo intros? Tokyo Mirage Studio, Final Fantasy. Are you sure? Because they always have like their really good composers do their intros. So like the Fitos, Fitos, Lucasay. Xenoblade does. No, Xenoblade. Every time if you lit it set, it just plays that movie. Grandia does. Uh, yes. I'm trying to think of other JRPGs at this point. Uh, Nino Kuni. Yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't like a J-pop one. It wasn't. It was still um the the, the bum, 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 bum. it's it's so great. He's a, he's such a great composer. He um, is. I love it. I can't remember his friggin' name. Yeah, he did I, the he did a lot of Miyazaki's work too. Or, okay. Um, I think he did the um, Nausicaa Valley of the Winds. I think he did Labuta, um, Castle in the Sky. I've seen it. Um, he's such a, it's Joe um, Rogan. Yeah. Did you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> it was Joe Rogan this whole time. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Anyways. I smoked rock, Joe Rogan. From the Fear Factor episode, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I love it. All right. Wow. Are we gonna look are you gonna look that up first or are we just gonna go on? No, keep on going. Okay. Uh and then kind hearted main protagonist, childhood friend who becomes love interest. So there's one game that has taken that trope and kinda turned it on its head. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> It's funny though, like we're mentioning all these things, and like I thought so heavily about them and decided oh, not to tropes and everything. Yeah, and not and decided not to do them. Like there was like, so there's a character early in the game that if you are leaning heavily in the tropes, you're immediately. Gonna... I I was able to catch on, but he's also t- he's talking about his game. So yeah, um, there's a character early in the game that actually like kind of seems like she might be. Like the love interest for the main character, but and at the same time, like a childhood friend. In the story, no, um, um, and kind of a childhood friend. But if you really look into it, I don't actually do any like romantic gestures. There's no blushing. There's no like 
but I really, but yeah, there's no, there really is no innuendo whatsoever between the characters. And I think one of the things that a lot of these JRPGs, they kind of lean on is that, okay, so if we introduce a character that has history with the main character, whether it be a girl or a boy, and then, uh, then we'll just kind of lean into that and we'll, there's, there's no point. Yeah. And like the, well, the girl's always been like in love with the guy and then the, the guy's just stupid and he doesn't he doesn't see anything. Yeah, he doesn't he's, even see. He's all naive and everything. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, she's just my best friend. <laughs> and then she's like, nah, 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 nah. That's not how this is gonna work. And then yeah. she's aggressive about it. And then and then like she's Chi-Chi. sad about it. And then and huh? Dragon Ball, like Chi Chi and Dragon Ball. Oh man, but here's the thing. This here, is my star- sparring here, partner. In- here, here's the thing about Chi Chi. Here's the thing about Chi Chi. She knew what she wanted. And she told Goku <laughs> that that's what's going down. Yeah. <laughs> and then ever since then, Goku has not said no. Like, I mean, like if you really look at the Dragon Ball series, like they met each other, they fought. She really liked him. And then it's so funny. What a terrible relationship they have, though. Right. He's a terrible husband and and father. I mean, Piccolo is a better father than Goku. That's fair yeah, enough. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the composer for the music in Ninokuni and uh, Nasuka Valley of the Wind is this guy named Joe Hisaishi. Rogan. This is just his middle name. Hiroshi Shaiji. Rogan. Rogan. That's wrong. But, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a great composer. Um, I could listen to his music all day. Fair enough. Uh, another one would be the best friend and sidekick, or who becomes a sidekick for comic relief. It's a very anime thing. Um, yeah. I feel like you always have like, there's one, there's a main character who's just uh, kind-hearted, foolhardy, like always wants to do the great, the good things, and you always have really like, the, sweet, yes, girl um, type friend. And then you have the other friend, or you have then you have the sidekick friend who's always like either like a big. Like a big character that's like a teddy bear, but mm-hmm. it's kind of dumb. So they always end up back. Or he's always, time. or he's like the smart one that's always like putting his glasses back in the place. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but somehow that ends up being funny every time, um, like because he's just always like pointing out how dumb the main character is. <laughs> um, but there's always, yeah, I can I can see that. But then like, uh, so that's that's what happens in animes. But I think in a lot in JRPGs, it's always like. If they were to have left that character out, the story would be so grim. Mm-hmm. There's a game that actually does leave that comic relief character out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, dude, a, I'm telling you, I swear, like I have read this list, all of this list before, and, and you wanted I, to do the opposite, and I did the exact opposite. I because I don't, I don't like seeing something so typical. And then as I was writing, I was like, I don't actually need that. Okay, get rid of that. <laughs> so a dark, cool, and mysterious ally who later becomes the main bad. Um, I think Suikoden kind of does. No, Suikoden doesn't do that because he still ends up being your part, or technically your partner. It's definitely a tales game thing. I like a lot of these tropes are just. Didn't they turn that on his head with uh, Berseria? Kind of. No. Because technically, you're the quote unquote bad. Uh, you're not, but you're you're still kind-hearted. You're just you're like you're an anti-hero you, though, because you yeah, kill you're people. anti-hero, but you're it's you're still the hero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. 
Yeah, that, I think that happens more in animes than it does in JRPGs. It, it happens in JRPGs, just maybe not as much. I mean, I, maybe not well, the ones I play because those are probably corny. Well, I mean, there's Final Fantasy 15 where what is his name? Arden. Oh yeah, Arden. Yeah, you know, but like you know he's the bad guy, you but like know he's the bad but guy. But for he's some the... reason, the party can't realize that because they're dumb. Yeah, they might be a little dumb. Um, it, except for oh, what's the dude with the glasses? I don't remember his name. Oh, I've got a new recipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. New recipe. Uh, I've got a new recipe. Uh, whatever it is. Anyway, I've come up with a new recipe. But he seems like he, he's like too busy thinking about recipes to like realize this is the bad guy. That's why. <laughs> Because he's a food savant, not a, <laughs> a person. He's not a sleuth. Not a sleuth. Um, their young ages is very common oh in my, JRPGs. Yeah, they always and start our, at like 14 or something like yeah. that. And, and then like they're saving the world somehow. That That's freaking hilarious that you said they're saving the world. Because that is the next one on my list. Yeah, 14-year-old saving the world. I mean, <laughs> technically Cloud, I think it's like 20-something um, by the time you play what? the game. I think he's like 17. No, I believe he's like 17 when he first comes to the reactor with Tifa, but I think in the main game he's like 21. 21. Yeah. 21. Yeah. He's I still have just, never seen that. He's just old enough to, to drink um, Mako. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, so you never played Tales of Vesperia, right? No, no, I have not. Please explain to me how this relates to the gotta save the world thing. <laughs> so this is my favorite Tales game, and it was just it, like the story was so different than every other Tales game. And then the final like twenty percent of the game, all of a sudden they're like, "Well, they have to save the world now, so let's create this like evil god that is trying to take over the world." It was. It was did, I mean, it was did a great they save game. the world in the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they could have just turned that one up and then just like, nah, screw it. And they could destroy they, the world. They could have kept it a more personal story instead of like having to up the odds and everything. It, it was, it's a great game. I, I can't wait game. to talk about Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> okay. Um, an orphaned main protagonist. You skipped. Oh, no, we skipped to the God of Save the World. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, you're right. Fair enough. Orphaned main protagonist. You know who has an orphaned main protagonist in their game? No. I also have two thumbs and I'm pointing towards it. <laughs> it's me. That's, I that was a Scrubs reference. I don't know that. You ever watch Scrubs? No. We talked about this in a previous episode. No, no he always says, who has two thumbs and doesn't give a... Poop? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, Coliseums? Yeah, it's just it's like a, a way of like... Yeah, they're like, hey... Let's play around with like different scenarios that forces you to you to use certain kind of characters. Yeah, and, and maybe it doesn't force you. Maybe it's just like, uh, like a way for you to show off just how much you've grown your characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you ever played uh, Onimusha or Onimushu? Onimusha? I played Onimusha three. Oh, okay, the one but Jean. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they always have. They always kind of. It's kind of like a coliseum, but you just you basically go. In, it's kind of like you're going down into a dungeon or whatever. But it's yeah 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 down dungeon got it. Um, <laughs> it, it. You just each level you go down. There's a group of enemies you have to fight, and the farther you get down, the you know you're trying to get down there so you can get right. There was a, a coliseum. Drop. There was a coliseum in Xeno Gears. It was really good with the um with the gears. Oh yeah, it was like a whole arena thing. It was yeah. pretty cool. It was kind of like a 
It was like a 3D fighting gear yeah. thing. Yeah, it was pretty legit. Yeah, it was really terrible. It, I hated it. You suck. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> legit. It was pretty bad. Um, um, the next new one. Zodiac Age has a kind of Coliseum mode. It's called Trial Mode. Um, in Final Fantasy Twelve, like you, oh have, yeah, yeah, it, you load your save file with all your your goods in it, and then you can play through. <laughs> yeah, they were, so it's in the remake, so they're like, oh, what? We don't have a Coliseum. What are we doing here? Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't need a Coliseum. They have so many hunts that give mm-hmm. you a way to show off your your prowess and gambit. I did program. tell you played that game again, right? You finally beat it. No, I just I beat it before, but I tried playing the remake and I kept and falling asleep. Oh wow, because you're boring. <sighs> or I just don't get enough sleep anymore. I have to do with that. Um, a late game wintry town. Um, I think that's kind of the the idea that uh, of creating biomes in games. So they kind of figured if we are exploring a whole world, why wouldn't we just? Oh, looks like we're missing a wintry region. But, yeah, but they're always. For whatever reason, they're always at the end of the game, though. It makes no sense. Not in I Am Setsuna. They're everywhere. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, even in I Am Setsuna, the late game world is wintering. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Um, I think there is something to be said about like progression because you want to start the person in a happy place, I guess. Mm. And I guess some people would consider snow to be happy, but. Sunshine is more commonly Sunshine associated. Lollipops. No, um, is more associated with with happiness. So, um, yeah, I can see. It's almost like this weird thing where we're transitioning to different periods of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fate, that makes a lot of sense actually, because uh, this is showing the seasons. That too. Yeah, but some most of the time it's regions though, because there's always snowing wherever you're at. Well, I mean. You know, winter and snow is darker, and unless it's not actually snow, it's ash falling from the air, and it looks like snow. Oh, dude, that's a good idea. Yeah. We should do that instead. Freaking insane. Game of Thrones. Yes. I'm sure, um, there's other things that have ash too, but you know. Oh, like a uh, Silent Hill when the siren yeah. goes off, and mm-hmm. there's like this. Yeah, that was just the movie though. It's pretty good though. The movie was, I was it was so, good. Except, it was good, man. Except for like the final like nah. the final act. I was like, what it what is good. all this like crazy story stuff that's unnecessary? It was good. Just keep scaring us with It was good. When Pyramid stuff. Head took old old girl from the back and just kinda like ripped everything. Yeah, 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 that was, was awesome. That's crazy. Um well I never saw the second did you see the second one? No, I didn't know they made a second one. Actually that there's three of them actually. Oh no, I'm I don't I don't typically like that one was like a one-off for me. It wasn't something you make oh, yeah, you don't you like, constantly you don't make. like being scared. What do you mean? I that. go see like almost every horror movie. I I like horror movies. With your eyes closed. Ha 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 ha! I wouldn't pay money to be sitting somewhere <laughs> with my eyes closed. Jokes on me. <laughs> All right, next one on the list that they put was a waifu. You spelled it waifu. Oh, I well, I don't really know. Wait, is that? How, I don't know. I I only learned about it like six months ago so hmm. how do you spell it i don't know let's just find out okay. um so what do you what do you think about this oh it's w-a-i-f-u well i don't really remember what it is it, isn't it like it's like it's just typically what people will see in a character and they really really like it term for a fictional character usually in anime or related media that someone has great and sometimes romantic affection for so it's just really uh if you think about like the way Nomura draws characters, think about like how maybe he puts what he really likes in a character. Um, 
Big Say feet? Fr- huh? He likes big feet? He's got a f- feet fetish? Possibly. <laughs> um, but if you think about that, though, somebody might also see that in a character and they really like it. Or it could be that somebody is like, they have such a great personality in the character that is built for them, and somebody considers that to be waifu. Or sometimes it could be, oh, this person's really um, dominating, and I'm into that kind of thing. So that's waifu. That's what it comes down to. That's really weird. But it's it's definitely, it's like a affection for a character, a fictional character, pretty much. Oh. I thought, oh. Okay. Like. Or like, I, if that person was real, I'd wife that up. That kind of thing. <laughs> it's weird. It It is weird. I don't have any waifus in games because it's weird to think about that that way. But there are cool characters that I, that I do, like, admire or whatever. That I'm like that. That is a. I mean, that's a really well written character. But I'm not like. Psh, I should I'd say it's weird. That. I mean, I'm sure I have. It can weird be the thing is. Myself. Okay, uh, the thing is, it is weird. If you think it's weird, whether you're telling everybody to think it's weird, that's another thing altogether. Yeah, fair but enough. if you think it's weird, you think it's weird. I mean, it is what it is. Um. Yeah, that does happen a lot, though. They make a lot. Of, they they do put a lot of emphasis on like characterizing the female I, characters. I always thought them. that like waifu characters were all the ones that they made into pillows which could be literally any female character also <laughs> it can be male characters as well oh do they oh. yes <laughs> i didn't know that yes not not only are men into they this, don't discriminate the, the women are into this too oh, well, so the guy who's constantly pushing up his glasses i'm sure he is on a pillow oh. and some chick or dude however you roll they have that pillow hmm. so uh submissive females or more manly women who are they do tend to do extremes it's mm-hmm. never like a person that is fit and feminine you know what i mean it's always like oh no if they're fit they're like overly fit yeah 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 um and if they're submissive they are literally like sitting in a corner mm-hmm. every scene and barely able to like lift their head up to look at people yes yeah that that again seems more like an anime thing, but it does commonly get pushed into JRPGs, which yeah. I mean, I think that it's getting better in terms of like people who exist like literally like on uh kind of like a like the spectrum. Can you be really feminine or can you be really strong? Or maybe you're just strong and somewhat feminine, or maybe you're f- feminine but you carry around a buster sword yeah well maybe you're like you're very intimidated or you're intimidated by the world but you've but you're still really strong well no you've put on the effort to make the world not scare you but you're Uh, still you know you still get anxiety yeah and outwardly you are powerful and on the inner side you're weak and which is funny because they actually do that with the male characters too they Mm -hmm. tend to they they heavily lean intro or extrovert and nothing really in between it's usually always just yeah they're either the character that doesn't talk much or at all um in many cases of jrpgs uh like chrono trigger or um dragon quest dragon quest yes uh or other, other games or the zelda games which oh yeah i don't know if they consider jrpgs or no j action rpgs but uh, yeah but yeah, um, 
it does it does lean that way with everything and creatures do the same thing sometimes they'll have that little stupid annoying character that's very extroverted and other times they'll have that the i'm talking about the little like a moogle or something yeah, yeah yeah or they'll have the the little introverted character that always is hanging around your legs or whatever mm-hmm. and then when you go into yeah yeah hiding behind your legs and they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Do- adorable yeah, it's adorable <laughs> Uh, so something in something that you have seen in JRPGs that you wish they would do more of, and I'll I'll start this one. So I love in-game side quests. Hmm. Uh, Please so, explain. Sorry, I, I so the greatest example for me is Chrono Trigger. Like to me, no other game does it better than Chrono Trigger. You get to the end and you have your choice. Like, hey, you can go take on the main bad guy. Or you can do these story elements to flesh out your side characters and you get the best equipment in the process. I love that. So, almost every Final Fantasy has done that. Have they, though? They do. I feel like every time you know when the game is about to end. Final Fantasy VII did. I don't remember well enough on eight. Eight, right before you went into Ultimecia's castle. They pretty much gave you free reign of the world mm-hmm. and said, go do the things. Do they intend? Hmm? 10, 12, 13? 10 doesn't have an overworld necessarily. Yeah. It has that map, but they but do they, give you free reign before right, you But they kind of stopped doing that. Like, I, I like I like the, the character focused side quests. I, maybe that's okay, what so, it is. So it's the, character, it's the character development at the end of the game. Yeah. Now... That being said, I do not like that at all because I feel like it means that they didn't spend time during the story to develop the characters. And then now if you want to develop the character, you have to go back to go figure it out. You know what I mean? Well, no, because usually, well, what I mean is usually they have given hints to stuff surrounding this character and it's giving closure to the threads that they left out before. Well, they just close those threads before we get to the final thing. Because I want my side quest so I can get their best weapon. Okay, you're... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure. Why don't you just go dodge 200 lightning bolts and, and come back to me. Tell me tell me how you feel after that. I just want you to know those are the things that I hate. I think we talked about that. Yeah, I know. Um, well, okay. What's something for you that, you, you know, you've seen in our JRPGs that you wish they did more? Um, 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 probably anti-heroes more. I think we don't have enough of anti-heroes and... In JRPGs, there's always typically the stereotypical character. That's why I like Tales of Vesperia a lot, actually. I that's why I initially liked Berseria because I thought um, I liked her her character. Though the English she, voice acting makes her very stereotypical, like dark character, which mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I probably should play this game in Japanese. But yeah, well, I think I already told you. I don't remember the characters' names already, but um. Like, the little kid ended up being the most interesting one to me. The little, uh, like, the little mute one? Or not mute. He's, like, a a robot, but not quite. Yeah, he's, like, basically artificially He's created. an automaton. Automaton, there you go. Okay. Well, I mean, he has the most character growth of well, all. Well, when you go from nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think we've <laughs> said this exact same thing on another episode. Yeah, when you go from nothing, of course you have character growth. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, another one, uh, is sometimes they put, I, I would prefer to have less side quests 
and more meaningful side quests. Sometimes they just they were like, oh, there's a hundred side quests or three hundred side quests you can do. But I would way prefer something meaningful, like I was talking about these side quests, like at the end of the game, where it's giving us some story elements to it, fleshing out these characters more. Again, that's cool, but I would prefer them to do more of like. If somebody leaves your party, follow them. And yeah, um, well, yeah, that's that's along the lines of what I'm what I mean. But during doing it during the story and not as an end cap, um, so that way characters are developed as you go. Um, there's this game. <laughs> I'm gonna sit this one out. That as 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 they introduce characters, they. Um, they they're giving motivation and then like instead of blocks of text you get to play through the things and that way you become more connected with the characters um like the events in their lives and things um i'm kind of, i'm trying to think of other games that have done that um it's funny it's there uh final fantasy 14 has done that in some of some of their scenes they actually have you play some of the side character stuff um oh really yeah. final fantasy 14 yeah, an MMO huh. that actually allows you to play like other people's things. It's pretty cool. Um, the game is great. Yeah, that's pretty. That's it's cool. Final Fantasy XIV is taking all the mechanics that they are good at, making them MMO, and then making them better. Did you play Knights of the Old Republic? I did not. You're talking about the MMO Knights of the Old yeah, Republic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play the, the Old Republic. Okay. I didn't play the other one either. I played yeah. like ten hours of it. And I've been meaning to play that, but I'm one of those people who are like, ah, I feel like it's been out long enough and that somebody might actually, there might be a remake coming around the corner or whatever, but. Well, <coughs> it was one of those things where I was interested in uh, in the story, like more than the actual game. Yeah. But then it just, it takes. But the game is like, long it is a Bioware game though. Yeah. So it is one of those games that's, that takes dedication. Like oh, I started playing, way too long. I started playing Divinity again and. I realized that the reason why I stopped playing Divinity is because I needed I wanted to play other games and Divinity requires a lot of like focus. Uh especially with that battle system, turn based battle systems like that. They yeah. You need it. Um Yeah. I want more from you. More less disposable characters, I guess. Um How so? So this what's a, a re- what's a good reference? Um, like when they introduce a character that has no story, story elements at all, they just introduce it as like, oh, we need to fill out the cast kind of thing. Like if your character has Str- no connection to the main story, then why have them? Yeah, like strangely, I felt like Final Fantasy fifteen had that. Like these characters came out of nowhere, and you're like, who is this person? I don't care about that. Well, the problem with fifteen is that they had so many types of media surrounding that game that like you could. Technically, if you were to watch all of the the five anime episodes that they had associated with it, right. each of those was like an episode dedicated to each of his people around him, right? Right. And then you had Kingslave, which actually uh, the the movie that described like the fault, like literally was like a prequel to the game. Right, right, right. So it f- described. Well, the it's kind of a, like a, it's kind of happening at the same time almost. Kind of, but at the same yeah, at the same time, but before. So it took place before and then at the same time. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so like there were so many forms of media surrounding that that you kind of did feel like, 
if you hadn't watched all those, you would have been a little bit lost as to why this band of merry men is um, pushing a car down the road. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean like any of the main four. I mean like some of the NPCs. Well, the NPCs um, are just that. They're, they're window dressing for getting you through the game. And that's understandable because they're trying to flesh out mechanics that way. Right. Um, and that's how they establish their side quest system or their questing system in general. But, I mean, I wouldn't... The thing, what I'm talking about is when they like put a character into your party and then the only uh, reason they're there is for comic relief or the only reason uh, they're there is to open a door for you and then after that, they just stay with you forever for some reason. Like Quintus from Final Fantasy Nine, The thing with the tongue out all the time. Quintus is Final Fantasy Eight, and That's nine. Quinta, oh. Quinta is nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, cause, well, I think you need her in several different parts of the game, but it's always it doesn't feel like she has a reason necessarily to be with you. Yeah. So Other than just being an extra party member? Yeah, that has an extra mechanic. Right. Um, yeah, that that's one thing I, I don't like is disposable characters. Like, just don't, I mean, yeah. If you don't need it, don't spend, don't waste my time on it because then they, they always, like, throw, like, this scenario in there that, like, makes you walk around as that character f- and, like, kind of forces you to, to use them and then afterwards you never have to anymore. You know what I mean? That was a, I don't remember who it was. It was my friends. That, that was one thing they didn't like about Final Fantasy IX is it forced you to use, like, he didn't think that it had a strong enough cast and, uh, like, it forced you to use the other characters, but there was only, like, you know, five of them he really cared about. I don't know. Well, I mean, um, nine is so much of a throwback that I don't I, that I think it did fall, it leaned into like its predecessors in terms of things like it, it's funny because nine is the one I'm playing right now, but because of this move, I, so much I don't I already forgot. I hate that. Nine is great. It is good. Um, actually, just in general, like I'm I'm pretty much done with that this part. Sweet. I'm pretty much done with this podcast. Wow, that was like a very abrupt ending. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that, that's it. Let's do it. Let's just get out of here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time.